0: Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So for my American listeners, you guys just had your Thanksgiving. So hopefully you guys are all filled with turkey and the yummy foods that all come along with Thanksgiving. Um, Here in Canada, we had ours in October, so we're long past that for my American listeners I would suggest that you go and listen to the pre uh, one of the previous episodes where it was it's called happy Thanksgiving here in Canada because I give you a whole bunch of tips and tricks to process Thanksgiving by that I mean like deal with your leftovers anything like that and it's really great so it's a, it's a really great episode I think you guys will like it so but we are almost at the end of november now and you know what that means that means christmas season is coming up and whether you're going to see family or you have family coming to see you it tends to be a really busy season at least it is for me so i have for those of you who follow me on instagram and my handle on there is at seven martians on mars you'll see that I have been doing, in October, we did a challenge about cleaning those little pockets in your house to, you know, so that come holiday season, you know, some of those areas that you don't necessarily work on, on the regular can get done. And then in November, we've been working on getting ready for the holidays by getting, Stuff done ahead of time. So, we have, if you've been following along on the challenges, we have gotten all of our Christmas cards and our Christmas gifts that have to be mailed dealt with. So, that means we've bought the cards, we've written the newsletters, we have, you know, printed out the photos that we want to send, we've picked up the gifts, we've wrapped them, got them all ready to ship, and they have been shipped. And so now we're working on that another tier. And, and I like to do this kind of the outside in. So the outside is those mail away gifts and cards that have to be mailed sometimes for farther distance. So the sooner we get them out, the better. So that's done now. And so now we've moved in and now we're talking about friends and coworkers and teachers for our kids' schools. So we're getting together cards and we're getting together gifts for them and so that that can be all ready because we're going to get those dealt with. And even though we, we know you don't give your coworkers and your teacher gifts like closer to actually Christmas, having them ready is so amazing so that you just are not stressing last minute running around. Another reason why I like to get some of this stuff done so early and I'm suggesting you guys too is because the December months, especially those last couple weeks, super crazy with everything that you've got to do. And, you know, maybe you've got parties to go to and maybe you've got Christmas concerts for your kids to go to. Maybe you're traveling, maybe people are traveling in and you're, you're trying to get the house ready for that. But another reason to get it done other than to not have the stress hanging over you is it's such a great opportunity to make things for people. I super, super love making homemade gifts for people. So I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions. Feel free to steal them, kind of zhuzh them up to however you feel like you need to, if, if, if you want a little more or kind of change a little bit. So here's a couple things you can do. I don't know if you've ever gotten these before, but these are amazing. They're called gifts in a jar. And what it is, is basically like everything that is a dry ingredient to make a recipe. And the ingredients have been, you layer them. So that looks like those layered sand things. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. But anyways, like, you know, so you put your flour and your sugar and your brown sugar and your chocolate chips and, Smarties and oatmeal and whatever you're going to make your mix out of into the jar. So what I suggest is go to the dollar store because they have these really cute, everything's going back right now to like homemade country kitchen kind of aspect, homesteading, kind of that vibe going on at the dollar store for about three bucks. You can get this. It's, I think it's a full liter which is a quart for my American friends. Um, And sometimes you can even get them a liter and a half, which is a quart and a half jars. They're like three or $4. And they have that, the jar opening but instead of a twist lid, they have that one that closes and then you do that funny little metal mechanism on the side. I don't even know what it's called, which makes it look next level. The nice thing about that first of all is its great presentation for li- very little money. Second of all, it's reusable because now they can reuse it for something. So they could remake the mix and pass it along. They could use it for something else in their house, you know. We we can all use another, you know, cute little jar that, to put ingredients in. So it's really inexpensive. So if you're say doing you know 5 or 6 jars of that you're not actually paying a lot of money like the jars you know cost you about 3 to 4 dollars each but then the ingredients you're going to have probably on hand at least i do so like that flour that sugar the brown sugar chocolate chips you know little m&m pieces that kind of thing oatmeal those are things that i personally always have in my pantry so to whip up one of these jar gifts Usually, I'm, the only part I'm usually buying is the little M&M candy pieces to put in and the jars. Other than that, I've got everything on hand. Because I like to do, it's kind of like a chocolate chip, mon- I think they call them monster cookies. It's where it's got chocolate chips and oatmeal and, and M&M pieces. And it's this really wonderfully yummy cookie. And so the premise is, is that you put all the dry ingredients in the jar... And then when you give the person the gift, all they have to do is dump the jar into a bowl and then add the wet ingredients, which you put on a little decorative tag attached to the jar. So it's super, super cool. And you could even pair this with uh, like a rubber spatula, so it makes the stirring easier. Um, You could pair it with one of those silicone baking mats. You could pair that with um, a cookie scoop. Like when I make cookies in batches, I'm not using a teaspoon. I have like a ice cream scoop, and it's I think the one I have is a two. Is a tablespoon one? I think it might be a tablespoon or maybe two tablespoons. One. It's not very big, anyways. And but you scoop out your cookies and you can make all the little rounds on the cookie sheet, and it makes putting your cookie dough on the sheet super quick. It's also really great if you plan to put the cookie dough on the sheet freeze the sheets and then put the balls of frozen cookie dough in a plastic bag ziploc bag to store for later because then all you have to do is take them out of the you just take them out thaw them out and put them on your cookie sheet and bake cookies so it's super great so you can fancy this up any way you want you can just do the jars with the the wet ingredients on the tag, like I said, you can add the cookie scoop, the spatula, a silicon baking um, sheet to put in your pan so that you don't have to like line it with wax paper or anything like that to make, clean up a breeze. So that's one that I like to do. Another one that is amazingly super popular, like I've literally gotten requests from people for this one, and I make simmer jars like so the ingredients in the jar I have this penchant for jars the ingredients in the jar what you're going to do is you're going to dump that into a pot fill the pot with water and then turn it on like your minimum your simmer your lowest thing on your stove and it simmers away but it fills your house with the most amazing smells ever and I actually use mine I have a mini crock pot so if you've ever bought once upon a time they had it it was for a couple of years it was very popular where you bought like a regular size dinner crock pot and it came with this little cauldrony sized crock pot and it really didn't have like any other settings you just plugged it in and it was either on or off And apparently it was supposed to be good for keeping dips warm or sauces warm and stuff like that. But I use mine as my simmer pot. So instead of putting it in on the stove, I put it in this little pot. So anyways, how you do this is you're going to take these ingredients and dry them out on a cookie sheet. So you're going to slice up oranges, blood oranges, if you can get them. And I like to do also grapefruit. So slice the oranges, slice the grapefruit, and then put get frozen cranberries and put them on the cookie sheet too. Now you're going to put them in your oven at about 200 degrees Fahrenheit for several hours, like two, two and a half hours. But you're going to turn the slices every half hour. Because what you want them to do is you want them to dry out. And because then they store longer. So then when everything's dried out. You let them cool completely. Then you're going to put a couple of orange slices and a couple of grapefruit slices. You're going to put, you know, a few of the dried cranberries. Then you're going to put some cinnamon sticks, not the powder, the sticks in, into the jar. So you've got, so you've got your jar, you put your orange, your grapefruit, your cinnamon sticks, your cranberries. Then you can also put some cloves, not ground cloves because again that's powder you want the whole clove so they look like little burrs and you put those in there too and then some sprigs of rosemary now you don't have to dry the rosemary it it can just go in there fresh Like not drippy fresh, like don't take it out of some sweaty plastic package and stick it in there. Like leave it on the counter like overnight so that like at least it's semi dry and put it in there. Again, you're sealing the jar so you can either have one that's a twist top or you can have one that is again with that one that flips over the top and closes with that hooky thing on the side. And... again your card is going to say on the side and ideally you're going to tie this with a decorative ribbon maybe some jute twine you know whatever feels appropriate to you and then on the little tag for this one you're going to give them the instructions about how they need to put everything into the pot fill it up with water and simmer it on their stove and this can be used over and over again like you can simmer it for the day and then tomorrow you can add more water and simmer it again like it's not a one and done and it's super nice especially if you are having parties or you're having people over and it just gives that kind of festive smell that's not overpowering. It doesn't bother people that have scent issues. Like so people who can't be around like candles or scentsy or room sprays or anything like that, this doesn't seem to bother them. So it's kind of good all around and it's not going to bother pets or anything like that. And it really does smell amazing. And I literally have had people request that, like, oh, are you going to be making those handmade simmer pot jars again this year? Because, you know, I wouldn't mind having another one of those this year. People dropping hints. And that's great because I love that. I love to know that what I got the, what I made for them last year is something that they want again. That is great. That means they loved it. That means I hit the gift giving on point. And... It just makes me smile because that's the whole point of gift giving is, is I want the other person receiving it to be like, wow, I love this. So you can do the cookies, you can do the simmer jars. I also have in the past made, uh, like mug rugs or like, uh, trivets. So it's like, it's like a potholder except, and you can use it for taking stuff in and out of the oven, but it's great also for, Um, like if you're moving a hot pot off the stove or if you need to set a hot pot on some on like on a counter or something, you put that underneath and it works amazing. And there is fun Christmas fabric everywhere right now. So, or you could even do one that they could use all year. It's kind of nice to have a little bit of both. Like sometimes I'll give people like a Christmas set and then I'll give them like an, a rest of the year set. So if you're into sewing, that's something that you could do as well. I also am an avid crocheter. And I crochet blankets just because I like to crochet. And so I have actually crocheted several people over the years for baby showers or Christmases, stuff like that. I've crocheted them a blanket. You know, usually, depending on who they are to me in my life, it's something for their bed or something for the couch um if you've listened to my podcast a few times you'll know that we are a couch blanket family and we don't really understand how people aren't couch blankets so i'm trying to single handedly spread the habit of having a couch blanket across the world because everybody should have a couch blanket so i use this chenille wool and i like to i like to kind of get an idea of what the person's house decor is or what kind of things that they like and then I covertly make this blanket for them. And they and let me tell you, nobody has ever been like, oh, I have too many blankets. No, thank you. They're all like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for this blanket. Because the chenille wool is super soft. And so it's great to cuddle up under. And they can go in the washer and dryer like a breeze. Like there's no special care requirements, which is what makes them really functional. Another good thing that you could do for people is you could make up the cookie dough and freeze it in those Balls and put it in like a decorative dish, and so that like uh, like this time of year at the dollar store again, you know they have those Rubbermaid and Rubbermaid esque Christmas pattern plastic ware, and so you could be you could freeze a whole bunch of cookie balls, and then and then as you're getting ready to actually give them, you could just put a whole bunch in a decorative container with instructions on how to bake them and just give that as a gift. Of course, there's things that you can do like gift cards and ex- tickets to experiences. Those are also good things. If, you're, if you have a friend that's really into gardening or house plants, a good house plant. I would, here's where I would caution though unless you specifically know what kind of house plant that they want gift card or you could get them stuff for their their thing so a seed ca- like a really fancy seed catalog um, you could get them some really hard to come by seeds from seed companies uh, you could get them gloves kneeling pads it's funny kneeling pads don't often come as a gift but they are essential for gardening because we do those of us who garden like I do we are on our knees putting stuff into the ground for months on end come spring you know we're planting seeds and then we're and we're planting spring bulbs and we're planting you know see like starts that we've potted up inside and now they're little seedlings we have to put those out our seedlings we've bought or shrubs we've bought or all that and, and at some point inevitably we are on our knees and it's not even about keeping the knees clean that's a misconception it's about you would not be surprised how rough it feels to kneel on something when you are putting a plant in your flower bed maybe you have mulch maybe you've got a rock border, whatever It's nice to have that cushion and you can get some seriously thick ones. You can get, I've seen ones that are two inches thick and they are to die for. So that's another good gift. You could also do things. If you know, somebody is really into a certain kind of wine, you can get them that and you can get them cute little wine cozies. You could get them a wine chiller or wine glasses that stay cold so they can pre-chill the glasses then pour their wine and it stays cold. So there's lots of little things that you can do, you know, where you can buy a little something and then kind of fancy it up a little bit with stuff you have at home. It's amazing. You can make tote bags. Like I said, if you're into crocheting, you could do blankets, you could do slippers, you could do scarves, you could do hats, you could do dishcloths, um, all kinds of stuff. Really, Really try to get to know the people that you're giving those kind of gifts, though. Some homemade gifts are great across the board. Like everyone is great with hot chocolate mix, with cookie mix, um, with the simmer pot stuff. Those are really good go-tos for coworkers, teachers, and casual friends. And then you can kind of be a little bit more specific to those close friends and family. But homemade is really such a good idea. It really says to people, I took the time to pick out something or make something specifically for you. And people always appreciate that, especially if it's something, you know, like if it's a blanket that goes with their decor, or it's a plant that they've been talking about for a long time, and you got them a little like baby plant of that kind, or, you know, they've, they're just starting to do more cooking and baking. And now they have potholders and, you know, maybe a, a cookie mix. You would be surprised how amazing those gifts go over. And they're fun for you to do too. So that's why I always start this kind of thing in November. So that because I have left myself short before. There was one year where I was making one, two, three, three quilts and three crocheted blankets, and I left it to the end of November before I started those projects. So let me tell you, there's a lot of late nights. Um and covert sewing and crocheting because like some of the people were like in my daily life and I had to kind of hide it from them. So, it, you know, I had to be really sneaky. But I got it done. But it is much better to start those kind of projects a little bit early and also just so that you know, just so that you know this is what I'm going to do or maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to do a little something from the store and a little something handmade because maybe this year I just don't have the capacity to go all out. With my, with my homemade gifts like I have in the past. And that's fine too. The whole idea about giving a gift is to, it brings a smile for you to give it and brings a smile for them to get it. it that doesn't mean it has to cost a million dollars. That does not mean it has to be big and huge and you know the best thing that they've ever received in their life because that's too much pressure. So don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. I don't care who it is in your life. I don't care if it's your closest friend or your dearest loved one. Stop trying to make it every gift-giving occasion the, when you give them the best gift they've ever got in their life because that's unrealistic. It really is. And it's much more attainable and reasonable and doable to really just pick something out of their life that you know means a little something and go with that. Just go with that because they will appreciate the effort. So that's why we're doing this challenge is to get all those things ready. So by the end of November, we will have a lot of those, like that second outer tier done. And then all we're going to have to do ideally for December is to work on gifts and gift wrapping for the people that are in our inner circle. And ideally those are people that live with you. So you know, or that are going to be coming over on Christmas or you're going to be going there on Christmas. So nothing, not, you know, friends and, you know, people that need to be mailed to or you have to get together. People that you are going to see on Christmas Day and maybe Boxing Day. If if you're not going to see them on those two days, they fall into one of the other two categories that we've already talked about. And by the end of November, we should have had those all done and prepared and either waiting to be delivered or already sent on the way. So that December can be focusing on the people, getting stuff ready for the people that we are going to be spending Christmas day, boxing day with, and, uh, and doing that food preparation. And we're going to talk about how much of that you can do in advance too. Unless you're one of those people that honestly, and I do know people, I, I do know people that really live for getting up on Christmas morning at the crack of dawn and, just all day working on the christmas meal, the turkey, the sides, and they just and they've got their apron on, they've got christmas music on, and they are in their element. I'm less like that. I'm more of a see how much I can get done ahead of time so that the only thing I have to worry about actually starting from scratch on christmas day is the turkey stuffing and potatoes. So I've got all the sides even the, I have a gravy starter. We'll talk more about that later. And, you know, buns and pies and gravy starter and creamed corn, because I make that from scratch and we'll go over that as well. I like to make that, all of that as far and ahead as I can. So that, like I said, on Christmas day, it's turkey stuffing potatoes. And that's easy to do because if you've ever cooked a turkey, the hardest part about cooking a turkey is getting ready to shove it in the oven. Once it's in the oven, it's literally, it just does its own thing. Um, same with stuffing. I don't stuff my turkey. So I actually tend to cook my stuffing on Christmas Eve. So I actually cook it the day before, but it, trust me, it tastes like it was in the bird. I don't like to stuff the bird. I don't like that process of stuffing the bird. Uh, also the people in my family like to eat stuffing, um, to a ratio of turkey as two to one. So they're eating twice as much stuffing as they do turkey. So we need way more stuffing than would fit into the turkey that we cook. So this is the best way to do it. So I just make it in this big, huge, giant roasting pan. And I make it the day before, and then and then when I take the turkey out of the oven the next day, because you know how you have to rest that turkey for like an hour, that's when I put I'll put that stuffing back in the oven to warm it up so that when the turkey's ready to eat the stuffing's coming out of the oven, the potatoes are ready and the gravy's ready. It's a whole system that I have. Um, and it's it's super easy. And when you're doing stuff like that ahead of time, it makes it really seamless. It makes it really low effort. And I always like to also go into Christmas or Thanksgiving or any like big dinner situation with a follow-up plan of what I'm going to do with all the rest of the food. Because inevitably it's not all going to be eaten at the meal that you've made it for. And so like, what am I going to do with leftovers? How am I going to, you know, are we putting together some, some meals for tomorrow? Are we putting some stuff in the freezer? Are we, what are we doing with the carcass? What are we doing with this? What are we doing with that? And so I like to come up with a plan for that. And as we get closer, I will go over all of these things about how to make the stuffing doing the gravy ahead of time, which it's Jamie Oliver's recipe. So don't come at me that I didn't invent it myself because I didn't. And every year when I share this with people, I tell them it's from Jamie Oliver. And you can actually Google it and it'll come up with a YouTube video on Jamie Oliver's make ahead gravy. So all I do is follow his plan. So that's all I'm doing. And every year I give credit to him because it is bang on good and we'll go through that, how to make the cream corn. Cause that else is also a recipe I didn't invent. It's from my friend Paula. Um, and ever since I made it for the first time, my family refuses to eat cream corn out of a can ever again. So, which is fine because it's amazing and it's easy, but I like to do as many things ahead of time as possible because then it, you, I don't feel like then I'm having to do everything in such a short period of time. Funny story though, Every year, even though I'm doing all this stuff ahead of time and I will have like, I'm done my Christmas shopping. No, I have one more person to shop for, but I am mostly done. Okay. And it's still November. And so you think, Oh my gosh, she's going to have like her gifts all wrapped and stored in a room. Nope. Nope. Every year I tell myself, I lie to myself. I, I convince myself that I'm going to wrap these presents in the first week of December, second week at the latest. So that come Christmas Eve, all I'm really doing is making the stuffing. Other than that, it's just blissful relaxation and enjoying the the joy of the Yuletide. And you know what I'm doing? I'm wrapping presents till 11 o'clock at night. And I've done this for decades because I will procrastinate that job Till the eleventh hour, because I hate it. There's I'm one of the, I love coming up with a plan on the meal. I love doing the make-ahead bits, like I said, the creamed corn, the stuffing, the gravy. I love to pre-plan Christmas cards and Christmas gifts and and purchase them and look for sales and make stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I love to decorate my house and I love to decorate my porch and i love to decorate the tree and i love listening to christmas music and having christmas scents throughout my house but you know what the one thing i hate is wrapping christmas presents so actually i digress over the years as my children have gotten older and i now only have one left at home we are very much a gift bag family so like you know even with you know other family you know if they're around for christmas um when we're opening gifts on Christmas morning, there is very few things that are actually wrapped with wrapping paper and tape. And it's something, and it's usually the only things that are in these perfect little boxes that can be wrapped that way. Because if it's even slightly difficult to wrap, it's going in a gift bag. And I have to tell you, I have made gift bags. So I have made a plethora of drawstring cloth bags in Christmas fabric and we just use them every year so we we have different everybody gets different colors for you know so like yours are all the green ones yours are all the red ones Yours are all the white ones or you're this pattern you're this pattern so and then we just open the gift bags and then they go back into the Christmas box when it's going to be stored and it works out great obviously I did more actual wrapping paper wrapping when they were younger because, you know, kids love to do that rip open the paper thing. Um, I happen to be a huge environmentalist. So wrapping paper, if you don't know this already, it really can't be recycled. So unless you're using brown craft paper, which I've also done, and I have a roll of it in case I ever want to do it. Um, if you want to Wrap in brown craft paper and just decorate it with like pencil crayons and stuff like that then you can recycle that but the wrapping paper and bows and stuff that you use to wrap gifts that can't be recycled and I really have a hard time with paying for that and then having it ripped open in two seconds and then it'd have to go into the landfill that's just I really have a hard time with that so I and as like I said and you know my family's got older children now so you know, they're not as concerned with that rip open the wrapping paper part of the day. So they are just as happy to be opening a cute little cloth gift bag that they've used for years and years and years. And so I tend to do that. And it kind of looks cute. You got all these little sacks under the tree and it, it, it does, it still does look festive. Cause like I said, I've made them out of Christmas fabric with even like kind of goldish rope, drawstrings and they are they're super cute and it makes it so easy to wrap gifts because you're just literally you know you might wrap a a few things in paper and then the rest is going in bags and when you're like well if you're if you're so environmentalist how are you still wrapping things in paper because i still have wrapping paper Make no mistake, I'm not going out every year and buying a roll of wrapping paper and then going, well, it has to go into the landfill and people shouldn't be doing that. And meanwhile, I'm buying more wrapping paper. I'm not, I'm not. That's how little things I actually use the paper for, that, I'm, that every year I'm just using up what I already have because I also believe that is a form of being environmentalist, of using up what you already have. So when that is all gone, And here's the thing, I will probably, when all of my current supply of wrapping paper is gone, I will still probably keep a roll or two, a round of wrapping paper. Um, Little hint for you, Boxing Day week, best time to buy your wrapping paper and tape and Christmas ornaments and any other Christmas thing for decor for the next year is that week because it is on a severe markdown like 70 80 percent because they just want to get rid of it so you can get like a couple rolls of wrapping paper for like a dollar couple dollars so it if i do purchase wrapping paper that's when i do it um it's also when i purchase any other decor pieces that i want i will sometimes i want to add to my decor and so I kind of see a piece and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on that. And then when those boxing week sales go, I'm like, boom, pick that up. And then I save it for next year. Um, on that note, I'm just going to say for those of you who live in, in Canada, I don't know if you guys have anything like this in, in the States or in the UK or in um, Russia. Where else do I have listeners? I think those are the only four so far. I think I have a few listers in Australia too. But I know for sure in Canada, we have Dollarama. So if you go to the Dollarama dollar store right now, and I know this because I picked one up the other day, for $4, it is this silver, like reindeer. or It's not an ornament. It's like a, like a decor piece. It probably stands, mm, I'm going to say six, seven inches tall we'll say six. Never been good with that. There's a joke in there somewhere, but we won't be telling it here. It's probably about six inches tall. And it's like, like really, it's like chrome, like it's been chrome plated or something like that for four dollars and this thing has and when I and I when I saw it, I was like oh I should get that for, it's only four dollars because I saw the price tag before I picked it up I'm like that's really cute and I was looking for some silver pieces to add to my decor and I'm like yeah it's four dollars it's a it's a reindeer it looks super cute and it's just like there's no color on it it's just silver everywhere so if you like that which is what I was going for I picked it up and I was surprised by how heavy it was Like, not heavy enough to, like, bludgeon someone to death with, but, like, heavy enough that, like, you could almost, almost use it, like, like, on a shelf to be kind of a little bit of a bookend, if that makes sense. So super great piece. And I've started to be leaning to more of those um, basic pieces. In my decor scheme whether whether what no matter what time it is because i decorate for fall i decorate for halloween and i decorate for christmas and i do a little bit for like easter spring kind of thing but i'm starting to like lean more on some really staple pieces like those silver chrome for Christmas time. I've got, I've got like a, uh, it looks like it's a chocolate mold, but it's not, it's just a, again, a get into decor piece. And it's, it's that kind of tin, that silvery tin look to it too, because you can then add whatever color you want. So if you have kind of base pieces of a base color, and I use like silver and white and green kind of all year round in all my decor pieces as my base color and then I can add stuff like pink or red or orange and it really just pulls it all together so I can kind of be I can kind of change out those little pieces but the bigger pieces that kind of come out every year are the same and I realized that was a complete tangent from what we began to talk about but like I said, Mama Mentor Podcast. Here we talk about everything life, and this is what's going on in life right now. So, so yeah, so I'm excited about that decor piece. So if you've got a Dollarama, go and look for it because it's like four dollars. And I'm kicking myself now for not getting a second one. So I'm going to be um, going to see if I can find a second one because I think they would make a nice set. Like I said, I can use them for a little bit of a bookend. Um, they, they would even be good, like on a tablescape, like on your, on your dinner table. You could put a couple candles, a little floral arrangement, be spot on chef's kiss. The other thing I really want to talk about is the weather. Okay. So for those of you who are just tuning into your first episode of the Mama mentor podcast, I live in Canada and specifically i live in northern alberta so i'm for those of you who garden i'm in a zone 3b so it's i don't feel that it's harsh but i've had conversations with people who are from zone five or six that are like oh my god how do you live there um i've on a trip to san diego years ago people were like looking at us because we were in shorts and like sandals and it was december because it was 17 or 18 degrees celsius and they were dressed up for winter. I'm like, this is like summer temperature here. So anyways, it is almost the end of November. And we have had a few bits of snow fall here. But then it has warmed up and melted it all away. So currently, right now, as I'm recording this, we have no snow. And it is above freezing. And we are at the, almost at the end of November. And I am, I am all for this. I... I'm not a winter person, even though I live in northern Alberta. Winter is just something I put up with. And I I do try to make the best of it. Like I said, you know, I go all in for Christmas and the decor. And I usually leave my Christmas decorations up to the end of January because it just gets me over that hump. And of course, you know, I look through seed catalogs and plan my garden and all of that stuff for spring. So again, that helps me through. And I do try to like do outside stuff. Like I will go for walks. And of course there's the inevitable snow shoveling and out of the farm here, we have a snow blower. So yay. It's fun to, um, we have a ride on one end. We have like a push behind one. And even though you have to push behind it, it kind of self propels a little bit. So you're not even really pushing it. And so that's, so it's great. So I do get outside, but As a general rule, I'm not a fan of the freezing cold temperatures and the five feet of snow that we inevitably get. And usually we have some of that by now, not five feet of it, but we we are usually well below freezing. There is usually probably a good foot of snow by now. And, And like I said, I put up with it, but I'm loving this when the sun is setting it's it it, it's all golden through the windows when i'm walking outside there's a warm breeze it's not like super warm like people from other places would probably not consider it a warm breeze but it's like but it's a couple degrees above freezing so for me it's warm and and it's just nice because you're not slogging through the snow you can still see the leaves it's it Going out anywhere is still a breeze because you don't have to get all that snow and ice and frost off the car. You know you're not trudging through, you know, slush or snow, or and you're not driving on ice and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's been really, really, really enjoyable. It does, however, feel super awkward because I have started at my city house to do my porch decor. <laughs> like my, I have two, I call them estate planters which makes it sound like I'm way more bougie than I am. Um, from the street, they look like they are very expensive concrete urns. If you go up and touch them, you will see they're plastic. So great on the manufacturer. Good job on making these look like stone from the street, but they are indeed plastic because stone is super expensive. terracotta would shatter, so plastic is your best option. Anyways, I have those flanking the front two corners of my house and... Every year I either do or attempt to do some sort of arrangement in those planters of greenery and faux berries and bowl and a big bow and then big red Christmas balls just sitting in the planters. And then I do another little kind of, I have a bench on my deck and so I put like uh, a nice arranged outdoor arrangement on there. Plus I have some red accents plus I have a door hanger and you know, some wooden Christmas trees. And then along my fence, I have white Christmas lights. So it's a whole thing. And it looks magical when you walk out when it's dark, because it gets dark about five, five 30 here. So like right around supper time, if you were to go outside to go anywhere, or you're coming home, you know, at that time of day, like the whole yard is lit up with um, and I have some evergreens in my yard so of course that just adds to it so it's lit up with the with the white like mini Christmas lights um so you can see the the two estate planters are decorated it's got the green and the red and my house is white then you've got the white Christmas lights then you come through the gate you got the porch decor because it's dark and these lights are on it just it, you know it's glittering off the snow except right now we have no snow <laughs> So it does feel kind of awkward that I am starting to assemble these pieces and set them up onto my porch and at the front of my house, because it's kind of like, you get the dark, but there's no snow. So you don't get that magical Christmassy reflection that you would get off of snow. And I imagine this is what people in climates that don't get like snow or heavy snow deal with on a regular basis. And so I'm just going to go for it and besides it's easier to decorate in this temperature anyway and the snow will be forthcoming so it will eventually look like the the glowy frosty masterpiece that i envision every year but yeah the weather is great it's great for walks i'm i'm enjoying walks outside around the farm uh, you know getting to do a couple little extra outdoor projects that i had put off way too long i'm now getting able to do and just even just the ease of deciding to go somewhere It's not such an ordeal to get ready to go out. You don't have to put it on as many layers. You know, you're not, you know, you can kind of wear whatever footwear you want because you don't have to be worried about snow or ice or slush. And it's just been beautiful. It's been absolutely beautiful and I love it. And I kind of hope this weather will continue for at least three more weeks because I personally don't require snow until it's getting close to Christmas so like you know maybe the 17th to the 20th it can start snowing because I do understand that we do over the winter need a very good layer of snow for moisture in the spring for the farmers for the forests for like gardens that we're doing any perennials that are in the ground they need that they need that snow cover and so I do know that it's coming and I do know that it has to come because we do need it but I'm okay with it being a little bit delayed because we do get a lot of snow in January and February. So, and we do actually get a lot of snow the last part of December too. So the fact that we haven't gotten buckets of it yet is fine. And from watching different weather reports, it apparently has been attributed to El Nino. So it's the reversing of the, I want to call them trade winds, but I'm not sure that's the correct term. But anyways, there's some stream or wind that's reversed its direction in an El Nino year and so it brings us in the north warmer temperatures so there yeah so that's what's been going on with me I am actually currently working on a blanket for somebody that's close to me and I'm hopefully that she's gonna love it I picked up colors specifically that I think that she's gonna like So that's going to be cool. I won't give, I won't give too many details because I'm pretty sure she listens to the podcast and I don't want to spoil the surprise. So yeah, so this is the season to start thinking about, you know, what do we got coming up? What do we need to start prepping for? And just trying to do as much ahead of time as we can. And at the same time, give yourself some grace. Remember, we're not trying to give people the best gift they've ever gotten in their life. We're not trying to cook the best meal that they've ever eaten in their life. We're not trying to have the most options of side dishes and desserts that anyone has ever seen. We are not trying to completely remodel, remodel and renovate our entire house so that it looks like um, we are walking through a dream home lottery house that nobody's ever lived in. Um, We are not trying to pretend that nobody lives in our house. And so everything is spotless and everything is amazing. We are not stressing out if we haven't lost however many pounds we figure we should have lost, or if we have a pimple or our hair isn't going right there, we haven't winged our eyeliner properly or our lips are chapped or our nail polish is peeling because here's the thing. And I don't know if anyone's ever told you this. So I'm going to tell you if anyone that comes to your house in the christmas season is concerned about anything i've just listed off they shouldn't be there because people should be coming to spend time with you and your family so that you can share love over whatever food is served in whatever room that you serve it in in whatever state of cleanliness you've been able to keep up And that might be we're eating turkey in the living room off of card tables and there's two baskets of laundry in the corner. And if the people who come to that meal are bothered by that, they should never have been invited. Regardless of who they are. Because this is about sharing our love and our time and some food with people who we love and who love us. Not love a version of us that doesn't exist not love a version of us they wish we were, but who we actually are. And if that can't happen, then those people need to not be at that table, even if it's a card table. So that's my little bit of advice to you. But like everything on the Mama Mentor podcast, take what works and toss the rest because life is far too short to be told what to do. I hope you guys have an amazing week upcoming. I'm going to try to do a midweek musing. I know I haven't done those in a few weeks, Things have just been lots lately. So I'm going to try to do one of those this week. So stay tuned and listen for that. Um, If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe. That way you don't ever miss an episode and it helps my reach to grow. So I can get more followers. Like I said, I've got people in Australia, Russia, the UK, United States and Canada already. So that's amazing. I'm so happy to have all of my listeners. Feel free to share this podcast with friends and family if you think that they would enjoy it and get them to subscribe too. Have an amazing week. Love you tons. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.